Well, it was turnaround Tuesday when we were 14 handles higher. Still, still in the green, still unchanged, but lost some big leadership yesterday. Big tech, big tech let us down. Kellogg's up nearly two bucks on an upgrade, huh? We'll have to talk about that one. And some guests you really look forward to, and another guest you really look forward to. Kenny hit the bid click at 8.35. Let's get it started on pre-market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's pre-market prep. With your hosts, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. As mentioned, we're in the green, three and a half handles at 73.75, way off the pre-market high, 87.75, and nestled above the pre-market low, which is the just about the closing price as well. Uh, the buck down nearly 14 cents, 102.19. Bonds trying to prove 128, old resistance, new support. Crude moving away from 70, down a buck 09 at 68.28. Gold in the red by a few pennies, 1933.60. Silver going the opposite way, up eight cents at 22.90. And Bitcoin still holding above 30K, up $450 at $30,765. Let's bring in the foreman of a uh, shed that is bigger than some people's <laughs> house. I don't know about that. Dennis yeah. Construction Worker. <laughs> It was a day yesterday, I got to tell you, because I'm trying to trade, and here was the lineup here. So we start with, you know, it's supposed to off and on thunder showers all day. I'm like, that's brutal, because I got the crane. This is GC in for you. I got the crane rented, and I'm so, I've am so i got all organized. Trusses are going to go up, so my crew's there, and I've got, you know, the tree guy going to come in the afternoon and take trees down while I have the crane. So killing two birds with one stone, going to go well. Day starts. The crew gets here, the trust get here, the crane gets here, crane blows a line and rad fluids flying out. I think I was telling you, just flying out of the truck. I'm looking at it from like doing the show, looking out my window and rad fluids flying out. There was like, I got to go because there's issues here. Anyway, so that's at nine o'clock yesterday morning. So they get the guy, he comes in, a mechanic, puts the, puts the hose back on, gets the crane operational. So they get going around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Thunderstorm comes through, shuts everything down because you can have a crane in the air when there's lightning. So, um, so yeah, so that's shut down. And I'm like, wow, you know, none of this is going to happen. I call the tree guy, back him off, and just trying to figure it all out. Finally, at the end, and you can show um, actually in the afternoon, everything went smooth. I was like, it never works like that. But the thunderstorm stopped around 12 o'clock. Crew got up there, trusses went up, tree guy came at three. Trees were down by five because we got a crane. It's unbelievable to take trees down. Here's the video. So that's my that's my buddy, actually. It's my friend Rob, who's up there in the tree like a monkey. Um, he goes up there, chainsaws, and the kidney ties the tree off on the crane. 
and boom, you know, and then they just lift the pieces of the tree. And that's the whole top of the tree. That is a 60-foot tree, folks. As you can see, you know, the, the, the shop that's there, that is a 60-foot tree that that crane is just lifting down, picking up the pieces. They got the weight on the crane. It's really cool. You can tell what each piece, piece weighs because he's like from this lift, he knows he can lift like 2,000 pounds out there. So like estimating, they took the first piece. Well, that was 800. So I don't know how much that piece of tree was. Um, it's all, you know, smaller branches and stuff. But I think that was a good 1,000 pounds probably. But really cool. So anyways, that's um, my story from yesterday. At the end, it all worked out. So just taking it back to the markets, things can look bleak. Things can look tough. It's going to be a tough day. But you know what? It can work itself out. So you keep fighting. You keep going through. And sometimes things work out. Yesterday worked out for me there. Trading is the same thing. Keep up the fight. So there's your metaphor. Tree lifting turns into trading. Let's all go. I gotta say, all I gotta say is, man, if that's the shop, man, I want to see the house. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's, yeah, so it's, got, it's got the extra story, the loft. It's got the top of the shop. Jay, so, uh, Jay, you know what said, I was thinking? Why, why thing, I did Jay. that? Because you could do like a one-story shop, but I'm like, nobody's ever going to be able to afford a house. Like, my kids are never going to be able to afford a house that because all the houses house. are going to be millions <laughs> of dollars by the time. So I'm looking at that and thinking, well, you know, I put a second story on that shop. And now it's a little upstairs apartment. So maybe one day, one of my kids might be able to actually live up there when they can't afford a house because that's the way this world is going. So, so anyways, I that's why I put the second here. floor on. I, I got a good pivot here. So Harry's talking about in the chat, man, that's a huge workshop, Dennis. Are you building boats on the side? <laughs> no, well, actually, I think Dennis is going to start building cars for ride. Oh, yeah, maybe. That's We're going to start operations. Lordstown moving into my shop. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Let's go to it. Story. The disaster story disaster of story. the day, of It's course. official. It's official. It's official. Give us the headline, Mitch. All right. Lordstown Motors has filed for bankruptcy protection and is seeking a buyer. The U.S. electric truck manufacturer's financial troubles stem from a dispute over a promised investment by Taiwan's Foxconn which remains unresolved. So filing for bankruptcy protection and riding into the sunset. Riding into the sunset. I like that much. Riding into the sunset. It's been on the writing. The riding has been on the wall here. Look at the puns. <laughs> riding has been on the wall for months and months. And somebody's tweeting at me uh, better than 18 months here. I'll just grab who is tweeting that. Yeah, Daniel saying in Twitter, that sign was on the door 15 months ago. It totally was. We kind of all knew where Ride was eventually heading here, and it's yeah. fine here. The day of reckoning, official bankruptcy, RID. This is not of investment advice, but when you, you know, invest in a car company that doesn't really produce any cars, it's not a good sign. Just yeah. not a not a good sign at all. But uh, there's just too many of them. I yeah. mean, there's too many electric car companies. You are going to see, I'm predicting on this show, 10 years from now, you will see less of these little electric car companies. There will be more electric months. cars on the road. But you're not, you got Toyota and Ford and GM going to be major players in EV. Yeah. Tesla will probably still be the player in EV. A lot of these little ones are simply going to go away. Today is a glimpse into the future of a lot of other EV companies. So if you're holding these beaten down EV darlings from 2020, 2021, thinking, well, eventually they're coming back. Many of them are going to go the road of ride where they just go away. 
All right, let's pivot here to Lucid uh, and let's stay in the electric vehicles. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on here. So Lucid, the California-based electric vehicle, of course, yesterday we got news of a deal with Aston Martin. Today we get news of a revealed SEC filing of its majority owner, the Saudi Public Investment Fund has acquired 265.7 million shares at a price of 6.83 per share. This purchase indicates a premium over Friday's closing price. As a result, the Saudi Public Investment Fund now holds a total ownership stake of 60.49%. Uh, that's a huge stake here in, in Lucid. I mean, they, they, they definitely believe had, in it. Yeah, they've had the huge stake, and I've said this before. The only thing that Lucid has going for them is the Saudis are behind them. It's the only thing they have going for them because everything else is not going for them whatsoever. Without the Saudis, I think this would go eventually like ride, but they do have the Saudis. That is a lot of money behind them. That can make the story a little bit different. With that being said, let's wait. I'm going to wait until I see you know a turnaround story here in the fundamentals of the company because stock was $60. We hated it at 60. Let's let's be let's let's just call it out here. Sometimes we're right on this show, sometimes we're wrong. On Lucid we have been absolutely correct. We have hated the stock since birth. Another one we've hated since birth including Rivian. And at 50, I said I think it's going to 5. At 40, I think it's going to 5. At 35, I said I think it's going to 5. It's almost at 5. I guess it's not quite there yet. Did it hit 5? No, it hasn't hit it yet. So I haven't been proven correct in those predictions, but I do think eventually it is going to five and maybe lower. It is 582. So we got this one right. We gave you a great number yesterday, and it was the six. This is the pre market action, and it was just a firm seller at 619. If you were using that level, you even got a little bit of a better price in the regular session. Uh, I mean, the other thing, too, about, um, you know, the, the Saudis being involved with Lucid is they, they don't care if they lose money. So they'll just keep that. I mean, they, I mean, well, they all care, but they can throw they more care. money at a bad with investment. Sports leagues. What's what they're doing with sports and live. They, they got so money. much money. They have a they, lot of money. Yeah. They don't care. So yeah, they just you know, want uh, and, yeah. recognition. Right. I would yep. think so, Joel. Right. And they just want to be in the headlines. Right. They, mm -hmm. they want everyone to know who they are. And if that costs them some money, I'm with you, Joel. They're willing to put it out there yeah. as long as yeah. we know who they are. And we're definitely finding out. Right. I mean, they're they're taking athletes, they're taking leagues, they're taking Le companies. Golf. I mean, yeah, that whole I mean, golf thing. I mean, so, you talk about. So how about much do they own now, Mitch? Uh, I did sixty point four. So here's why Lucid is probably not a zero because at a certain point they'll just buy the whole company. Yeah, the Saudis will just buy it all. But that doesn't yeah, mean they're going to buy it at ten it, right? or twelve. They might buy it all like three or four. I don't think Lucid is a zero because of that Saudi support. Without the Saudis, I think Lucid is a zero. That's just my opinion. I may be wrong. Without the Saudis. But they have the Saudis. They own 60% of the company already. They're watching this investment go down, down, down. They probably get sick of watching the stock trade and just say, hey, we're just taking the rest of it over. But they ain't coming over and buying at 25 or 20 or 15 or 10. It could be even you know lower than this. I think eventually, at some point in time, I think the Saudis would buy it all. So I don't think Lucid is a zero. Because only because of the Saudis. All right. Now let's pivot over. Let's go to Meta. As uh, Meta's in the news for two 
uh, headlines here wow. as Meta launches MetaQuest Plus VR subscription service. Um, and this will give you access to two games uh, per month. And it's at $7.99 here. Um, so that's something definitely to keep an eye out for as they're offering exclusive access to two new virtual realities. And now Meta Platforms also putting out WhatsApp business application has experienced significant growth, reaching over 200 million users. So getting a little bit of a lift here, Meta Platforms. Uh, if, if they're going to go up three, four bucks every time they come out with a new product, this thing's going to be at all time highs eventually here. So big mess. I, I thought about it when it was in the low 100s coming into this. Obviously did not go in and should have. Hindsight Capital's 2020. It's just, you know, every time these banker come to cast pull back, they seem to get left. So with that being said, you got a double top in place. Uh-huh. 289. Uh-huh. You've definitely got some money managers who are uh-huh. a little nervous in this market right now. Uh-huh. Joel's going to Joel, Joel likes where I'm going with this. So we've we've come off from, from the highs since a week uh-huh. ago. We've come off. Tesla's come off. Google's come off. Getting a downgrade today. We'll get to that in a second. Apple really is sitting up near the highs, but didn't like the candle yesterday. Microsoft's starting to break down here again. Mm-hmm. Short term, I think this is a sell. I, short term, I think Meta is a sell. Long term, I think probably is still underneath demand here. I think you back to like the 240s, you know, where you retrace some, then you maybe go pick some up. But I think short term, if you're trading this thing, I would ring the register here right now. That's just my opinion. Have I, have I tried to pick a top in this yet? <laughs> You're gonna pick it right now. Let's yeah. do it right now, Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what yep, you seeing? Yep, yep. Well, I mean, of course, you know, you teach Dennis everything he knows, and then he steals your thunder. I, I did. Uh, yeah, you got <laughs> you got the double top, right? That's one thing. Big seller yeah. at uh, at two ninety. Uh, man, and that that closing price eighty eight seventy three from uh, uh, from Friday. That looks, you know, that looks like a good le- level, but more shorter term here. You've had about a 12 point break, right? From 89 to 77. You had six, that takes you up to 83. There's a firm seller at 284 right now. So many days ago, I, I identified a firm seller in AMD at 129, and I begged Dennis to get out. I think that's the same scenario here. I think it's the same scenario. I think you got someone just like, Okay, I, you know, I, I want out. I'm going to sell today at 284. I'm going to see what kind of stock. If I can't get stock at 284, I'm going to jam it down to 283. Then I'm going to jam it down to 282. And then on the downside here, if you don't like selling into strength, you got multiple lows at 276.50. If it no. takes that out, boom, 270 in a heartbeat. So. Kind of showing my hand in meta today, but man, and what was that stock? To this sets it? up well for it sets, uh, up. It sets yeah. up well for a sell this morning. It sets yeah. up well. I'm not buying it. I want to be I'm buying not, it. No, it there. sets up well for a sell. I'm with you, Joel. Okay, yeah, be be careful with this one just, though. I, I've gotten my, my face, I've gotten my face hit a couple times on meta on that upside. Uh, trying to call this turn around you're, too. You're, so. And again, yeah, you're, you're shorting short a, a stocks that are really strong. But I love calling the turns. Joel yeah. likes calling the turns. I can't I blame you, right? We're trying to be the hero. I can't blame you guys. Uh, my thing, I'm looking for like a big whoosh through 278. Joel called that 276 level, something like that. Give me that big bar, right? And then I'll look for maybe resistance to start playing in. Um, we'll see what happens if Meta goes lower, right? What, what's going on with that fight? 
What's going on? Is that on? Uh, it's Celebrity Deathmatch, MTV, coming back. No, I'm just playing. Um, right now, I, I heard Zuckerberg was getting ready and was, like, doing a little, like, with his buddy or something, doing a little rolling around, getting ready. He, he wants to fight. Zuckerberg wants to be. I want to see cool. it. That's the thing, too. Zuckerberg wants to become cool like Elon. He wants to be like he wants to Elon. Be, you, yeah, to be the man. You gotta beat the beat man. the man exactly, Dennis. <laughs> That's one hundred percent. Be the man. What it is. You gotta beat the man. And so he know, wants to beat the man. We know Elon. I never right underestimate right? Elon Musk. He may be overweight. He may not be in the shape of Zuckerberg. But he has. What was he? What did somebody say? That he was gonna use the seal move or something, or that you sit on him and squash him. What if he just uses Neuralink or whatever? He just puts his he own might. chip. He just has something into going the brain. On like that. He he'll have an edge. So he'll find an edge. You know how he is. Yeah, he'll find an edge. I'm with if you, Elon. If you think People the Matrix, because you watch yeah. Zuckerberg win that other fight there, but you never know. I <laughs> I think maybe just maybe Elon will find a way. If only it could be a TLC match. I'm with that. Table ladders and chairs. If you guys don't know what that is, I am challenging <laughs> everyone at Dead Zinga, including Jason Rasnick, to a swim race. I, every, I think I'll challenge every CEO on Wall Street, except Joel's for maybe uh, Jim Farley. Joel's in a challenging mood. <laughs> yeah, Jim Farley. Uh, yeah, but uh, Jason, anybody else, 50-yard uh, freestyle, anytime. <laughs> Everyone in the chat, too, except for uh, maybe Rob Hood, because I think he's a swimmer baby. and a coach. But come on. Oh, Rob Hood. Yeah. And the, maybe, Rob has yeah, got to be one of our longest listeners, hasn't he, Rob Hood? Yeah. Rob yep. was there from the beginning. When we started with like 50 listeners back when we were on pre-market prep, back on our own channel, I think Rob was with us way back then, wasn't he? We'll give a shout out to Rob, but one of our longest listeners. Spinner's been there a long time, too. Spinner's been All there right. a long time. We well, got some long is. ones there. Yeah. There's Rob. Yep. Rob, right, you just start listening. It had to be 2013 right off the bat. Yeah. Rob's been yeah. there a long time. I'll keep us moving. Let's go to Snowflake here as they're collaborating with NVIDIA to assist business in creating customized generative AI applications using proprietary data in Snowflake's data cloud. Additionally, Snowflake expanded its partnership with Microsoft yesterday to incorporate generative AI models and machine learning capabilities. So now two days in a row, Snowflake with Microsoft, now Snowflake with NVIDIA. Can snow keep going up? Oh, the problem is it's a meta problem here. These things have run a little bit too far. Although this one hasn't run quite as far, but the valuation's crazy. I don't know. These You look at these tech stock charts now, and it looks like maybe they did top out seven days ago. It was the option expiration. We talked quad about turns. Just the setup. The quad witch, the top on the quad witch, like looking back, obviously hindsight capitals 2020, we talked about the next day saying there's the potential that these things might have topped out on quad witch. Well, that potential is turning into more potential now because the things continue to leak. So now Snowflake, awful candle yesterday, key reversal, goes up, you know, on to deal. Good news, but overhead resistance all over the place. 178, 180, 180. Two head and shoulders in place. I can see it there. I'm not a pattern trader, but I see the beginning of June, the 182 left shoulder. I see the head up there at 193. I see the right shoulder yesterday at 183, 182. And I think to myself, mm, I'm selling the rally. Yeah, that was an ugly bar yesterday. I would just keep it. Oh, that pre market high is kind of spotty here in the 177 handle. 
What was your close? You know what's my number for today? 178 and a quarter. There's two two closes right there. 178.50. If this is really good news for this, as good as news as the pre-market traders think, I think you get up to that 178.50 area. I don't think you see yesterday's high under these conditions. But, man, it ha it's had a couple red bars going back from that Friday quad witch top that we talked about. And it's had a couple green bars. But I just think people are like, okay, this is good. I didn't sell 180. Um, I'm going to sell in the strength this time. I should have been selling in the strength on quad witch week. I'm going to sell in the strength on this one. So that is my take on Snowflake. All right. Let's keep going. Let's go to Microsoft as they aim to double its revenue by 2030, specifically targeting 500 billion. Um, so this, of course, envisions annual growth of at least 10% and provided top-line financial goals for the company through 2030. Can this actually give Microsoft a lift today? I have an invader. She's Invader. Yes, invader. she's pink eye. Toast. We have the pink eye invader. Toast. She can't go to school today. Pink eye. What, were you guys still in school? You, what, you I don't go forever, man. It, it, last day is Thursday. Last day is Thursday. So, yeah. School doesn't end in Canada, Joel. It just keeps going. So yeah, if, no, can we you do, imagine yeah, we if they went going. to year-round school? These Canadians are smart. They go twelve months a year. They should oh, do year-round school, man. They should just do a couple months in vacation. Child care is nice. Let's go, Mr. Softy. Oh, the same problem. We got the Meta problem. We got the Snowflake problem. We got the Microsoft problem. This thing looks head and shouldery too. Left shoulder beginning of June. Right head, right on uh, expiration day. Man, man, right man. shoulder forming now. What does that equal? It equals a sell. 340 major resistance. I don't like the chart whatsoever. Uh, firm seller at 331 as we speak right now. Last few brackets. So I'll give you that. Not much above 331. Um, I don't know. what oh, Yesterday's high way up there at 3611. I think right now, I just, you know, end of the quarter, baby. Let's book some profits. Let's look good, right? Right. Let's, uh, you know, I, look how good yeah, I end did. End of the quarter coming. Too. End of yep. the quarter coming. Yep. Maybe yep. we turn again. Maybe we bottom there. But I mean, healthy pullbacks here. These stocks have had incredible moves. They look toppy right now. They look like there's buyer exhaustion. They look like the charts have broken in some of these things. They're starting to break. Some of them look ready to fall off a cliff. It doesn't look great, actually. The NASDAQ is not looking that great. Cues, Not looking that great at all. And contrary, actually, it was interesting yesterday. Did you see what really was moving? So and it was a tweet. I don't know who, who said it. But that actually advancers yesterday outnumbered decliners like seven to four or something, you know, just in percentages or whatever. I forget, um, you know, who had that tweet, but I saw it go to value in my timeline. But I looked at my long-term portfolio. I was like, oh, it's an ugly day for America. I looked at my long-term portfolio. It was up. And I was like, oh, it's because value. And, you know, I'm all value stocks. So, you know, it's underperformed. But, you know, I think you're seeing a change, little changing the guard here to a certain extent. Again, we keep an eye on KRE. But that showed a little bit of hope yesterday. The bank showing a little bit of hope yesterday. Rotation. It was sneaky rotation yesterday. They were moving out of the leaders and back into the laggards again. And we've been seeing that for a couple of weeks here now. The big reason why I was bringing up industrials yesterday, I just see them propping. I see yeah. the XLI strong. They see deer already back, cat back. Val Honeywell starting to look better. PEs on these things, 12, 13, not the PEs matter when the stories at. are hot. 
But look at what is happening. The stories are starting to cool a little bit. The AI story is not in your face every other segment on CNBC. Cooling just a little bit. Not over. AI, not over. Cooling just a little bit. Just a little bit of cooling. But that, you know, is why we're starting to see a little bit of rotation into the beaten down value names. I mean, let's go to Delta Airlines. You want to talk about value names here. You want to talk about stocks that are still performing in a market that is now turning in the last seven days, not Delta. Delta, give us the news here, Mitch. Raising guidance here again. Delta sees 2023 EPS at the top end of five and six dollar range here. Uh, consensus was at a 581, so definitely seeing a little bit better EPS here. And Delta on the takeoff as of late. Going back just to what I was saying, so Spinner actually just, uh, he he knew the headline I was talking about. He says, breath was nine to five positive yesterday. So on the day of the S&P, it was down 20 handles. It's funny how this market's so heavy, those seven names. You actually had a good day for the overall market, despite a lot of those big names being down. The Qs were weak, we know. The Qs were weak off, obviously a lot of tech sell off there. But you had a lot of other stocks that were holding up fairly well. Value names are holding up. Delta, definitely in the value camp. What are they supposed to make here? What are they saying they're going to make? How much money? This thing's making money, man. $7. They see greater than $7 in EPS wow. in 2024. Wow. They're making money, man. Making money. I mean, United as oil prices go down, too, that is only good news for the airlines and the cruise lines. Don't exactly. kid yourself. There's an inverse correlation. There is a long-term inverse correlation between oil prices and cruise lines and airlines. As oil has shown some weakness and shown coming off, those airlines are showing some strength, and that's not a coincidence here. But we talked about the UAL after they had that good quarter back in March, and then they hit the stock anyways and knocked it down the low 40s. You know, we've been talking about it setting up at 45, 46. I know you were in there, Money Mitch. Me and you got the same problem. We sell too early, but UAL sitting up here near the highs too. <laughs> Delta, highs. I mean, on pullbacks yeah. here, Seven dollars a share. The things trading times, you know. Again, cyclical it's earnings. Free. It's, it's almost last, free. It's like six it, times earnings. Even the the cheap one that was lagging, Love, has just recently just got a little bo- boost. Yeah, because they like they haven't had to cancel flights in three. Years. <laughs> <laughs> that that'll help you, right? We talked about the lagging Love, and it started to go too. We even talked about the this at thirty. Man, we gotta that listen blue. to the show more, Mitch. I mean, I we played that stop Love one. Listening to other media, just re-listen <laughs> to our shows, and <laughs> no, we get all the good that's what people ideas. do, Dennis. Dennis. Dennis, that's why here's we get so many views. We get like ten thousand views, and all these people are like, they don't, they they take their time, they listen. <laughs> We're really to it. ourselves on the back here. They, they do AI. The truth is, is this. They, they add AI to it. Uh, but look, I, I'll tell you, I've, what's the I've truth? Flown. I want to hear what Mitch Mitch got. So the truth is, is that Dennis and I buy. But we need to listen to Joel on the cell, man. Yeah, because Joel don't sell. Because Joel don't sell. We need to combine ourselves to be the ultimate trader. Me and Mitch buy dragon times, but then we sell too soon. But Joel holds. But then Joel holds too long sometimes, too. So Don't don't, don't (laughs) mince words. We won't peloton it. That was Lisa's pick. Yeah, that was Lisa. Yeah, and we don't <laughs> what do you it. see and, on yeah, these charts? I no. haven't written that thing, and I mean, and it's up. I I haven't written that thing in so long. I just can't look at it. But let first a couple fundamentals on Delta. Uh, we're doing some flying lately, and it's just like on time boarding, on time arrival. They slide me a free drink. And, well, maybe because I pay for the free drinks. I don't know. They uh, send but, you a free Ryan Coke. 
I, they've been giving me, How do you, you know, I, like I take off? my credit card like out. 25 bucks on the plane, aren't they? No. But let's look at this 44. This is a big day for Delta because uh, you you just sniffed 44. I don't know if there's anything in the book there, 44, Dennis. The reason I think there may be is because, man, you know, it's it's just paused. Yeah, it hasn't been there in a long time. Uh, Previous high, 43.58. Your high back in May of 2022 was 43.97. And that opens up the door, you know, to 45. So it's tough. These Room to 45. Easy. I think there's good room to 45, but it gets tougher there. So we've run a long ways. Like we just gave a huge bull, you know, bullish scenario on these airlines there. But <laughs> I'd like a pullback now. Buy strong stocks on pullbacks. All Ooh, right, let's go. To and, our uh, just one more, Mitch, before yeah. you move on. And this is one old sneaky carnival cruise lines. Mitch, I heard you talking about it. I wanted to short the thing too. <laughs> yeah. You know, theoretically, this is one where you really got to be uh, a pre-market trader to get exactly. this one good. That's because, the only way. And, it's just like, and I'm like, I was thinking to myself, no matter what the report is, this is going down. Too I just much, kind of yeah. felt that way. And, yeah. you know, you're back in the old days when you didn't have as much pre-market trading, you had just, you know, put a wall up there at 1550, right? With all those lows at that area. And when it came out, man, I mean, just Dennis, I don't know. It was after you were off the show, did were you paying attention to that, or yeah? Were you out, and, out and the same Bob thing. The I think the quarter wasn't that bad. I think not it's at all. Too much. Yeah. Too much. Too much. Too right. fast. I mean, CCL like three upgrades there in a row, and it's like twelve to sixteen, and like a heartbeat. And I was like, this is Carnival Cruise Lines. This isn't you know AI Carnival Cruise Lines. So I have no idea what they were just buying. But again. I think on pullbacks here, even the low from yesterday, Carnival Cruise Lines is a little interesting here because you know what? There's a better environment for that. You know, unless the economy falls off a cliff, nobody's ever going to cruise again. But people like doing stuff now. People are into doing stuff. We're seeing that. People are into going places. People are into cruises. I can think of like three friends right now who say they're going on a cruise. I don't remember hearing that two years ago. Like, oh, I got a cruise book. You have a cruise book, Joel? Are you one of those people too? I, 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 I don't like cruises. No, I know. You don't like cruises. Yeah. He's not into yeah. Mitch, you, you can't gonna go. go. You're going to go on another cruise? Hell not for yeah. a while now. Already, baby. He's like ready, ready to go, man. Year. Let's do Let's it. go. Let's we'll do, do the it. pre-market prep cruise. Jeremy needs to rent those boats and go. When you work remote and you don't get to see people, cruises aren't too bad. <laughs> That's, That's the truth. Um, now, one thing I will say is I'm looking at RCL today. It's just at the top hanging out here. Um, made back the losses after getting hit on the first hit there with uh, CCL yesterday. So we'll see what happens on this one. Does it want 100 or is it going to crack back below 97s today? I'll keep an eye on it. RCL. All right, let's do one last one before we get Kenny Glick on. You guys smash the like out there. You guys have been seeing him in the chat. I've been seeing hit the bit out there. Smash it up. Uh, let's do WBA here. Uh, Walgreens oh. Boots Alliance definitely taking a big beating today as they reported Q3 earnings that wow. missed estimates wow. and lowered their full year earnings guidance. Um, and Joel, you might like this comment here that Walgreens is going to increase its cost-cutting program to $4.1 billion. There might not be workers left. You just might have an AI at the front. Uh, the way that Joel's oh, yeah, these things happen. at Walgreens. I don't. Man, how are they going to cut more? Here, here's <laughs> the here's the problem here, Money Mitch is with WBA. Yeah, there's you know maybe an AI story here if they're going to cut out all that. But 
there's again at 6.62 percent dividend looks awesome in a one percent environment but you get five plus percent in treasuries here right now i just did some gic's ontario equivalent government you know investment certificates Mm -hmm. like 5.65.7 percent free like just like risk-free why am i going to invest in coke and walgreens and all these consumer staples for a six percent dividend i get six percent almost for free with no risk so that's what's hurting them the most and again this is not a, a dig at microsoft you're in that for growth but you're not in walgreens for growth you're in it for the dividend why bother and this is why you know the staples are starting to show some weakness here why bother being in this stuff when you got that yield, if you know yields drop back down to 1%, I'll be happy to go back into the staples and pick up 4 or 5%, 6%. But until we start seeing that actual Fed speak, talk about lowering rates, they're still talking about going higher yet. I have no reason to buy these. With that being said, money managers are all underinvested. WBA has some support in this 29 area here. It does. Do they buy the dip? Maybe. I'm not buying the dip. I'd be buying dips on other stuff. But I can see why it could potentially rally. So I'm not making a trade on this. I'm not saying it's going to continue to go down. I don't sell stocks in the whole 8%. But I'm not buying this dip. But at the same time, if it gets bought, I wouldn't be surprised. It's because money managers are so underinvested. It's not. Uh, it's taken out the former low of the move at 29.50. So you can use that as minor resistance. But I just wonder if someone's just like bringing this in, you know, under 29, just being kind of sneaky, not showing a big bid, 28.84. I mean, I the one by me. I mean, they just like the the turnover employees is like every time I go in there, there's like a new, like a different person, and then uh, you know, there's some that stick around for a while. They don't. And I really stuck my foot in my mouth. I, I like uh, last week. I'm like, I, go, I haven't seen Daryl because he always wears Michigan stuff. I go, I haven't seen uh, Daryl in a couple months. And the lady looks at me. She goes, he died. Ooh, and I'm like, oh man. And he yeah. was the one long employee. He was so. the one long term employee. But I the- know because the average, I think, in retail, I saw this stat once. The average employee lasts nine months. I mean, that's, you know, the tough part because, you know, what happens is they, you know, get a better, they move on to like a different job or better job where they just, and in this environment, it's so hard to even get those initial employees. It's still hard. I look at the McDonald's sign here. It's paying 18 bucks an hour in Ontario, $18 an hour to start McDonald's. And they give you, you know, like half half price food maybe or something. There's other perks in there too, but $18 an hour at McDonald's. When I started working McDonald's was six bucks. It's 18 now. So, you know, and I mean, I get it, you know, minimum wage is way higher in Ontario too than it used to be, but it's $18, $20 working McDonald's now an hour. That's why a lot of these smaller, you know, businesses here, labor costs are significant. All right, let's get some entertainment here. Let's do it. What's going on? The Warlock is here in the house. You guys know him, and he ain't going to hold it back. How we doing, Kenny? I'm rip-roaring. What's going on, fellas? Oh, I, I, I just got to ask right off the hop. Are you ready for the fight of all the fights? Who's going to win? Who's going to take it? Is it Elon or Zuckerberg? The Walrus is going to win. He's going to do the, the walrus. walrus. Yeah. <laughs> He's <gonna just> <laughs> the Walrus. Yeah, that's what he's gonna I heard you talking about the move. Yeah. I'm going with him, too. Going with the Walrus. The yeah. Walrus. Yeah. 
Plus, he also has a time machine. It's already been done. The fight's over. Right? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> it. You cannot fight. You know, he's just too smart, man. Exactly. You cannot fight him. Like, he's going to know. He's going to know the moves ahead of time. He's going to exactly. work ahead. Exactly. Cheating somehow. Exactly. What's going on? <laughs> so, Jerry, Chilling. Yeah. You know, again, same day every day for us over here. You know, wake up. There's a, yeah. You guys talking about WBA, but there's always one biotech every day. We already traded B. BDTX, baby. I heard you talking about long-term investing. This is why I don't do it. I find a stock like this every morning. 220, Holy. 280. I sell it at 280. It goes to 370. That's the claim. So basically, if you when I sell, you guys buy for the real move. That's, that's <laughs> You take the first buy, too. How do you find this? Kenny, stop. How yeah. do you find these stocks? What, you every, use a filter? Every morning, yeah. I just look for, I, I look for uh, volume, volume increases and percentage gains. And then we just take them off. And again, if you had my screen, we never catch the first pop. It's the second and third pop. Because if they stay right around VWAP and they don't break down, you know, you get the pump on the news. If they don't dump immediately and they consolidate and then they break back over VWAP and break the high of the morning, that's when the momentum kicks in. So we didn't catch the first move. We just bought this thing when it broke 250, sell it at 275 and three, and we're thrilled. And then you see it go to 375. And then some of these things go to five, six. $20. And it's always a therapeutic stock. I mean, the joke <laughs> is we make, we try to figure out what these companies do. So black diamond therapeutics, they make a cream. So when you fall on the, when you fall down skiing, you just rub the lotion on your leg and suddenly your broken leg is gone. Welcome to black diamond therapeutics. Is that for real? Oh, you just made that up. Black diamond, you baby. Made that up, <laughs> it sounded good. Sounded good, right? Therapeutics, bro. Right. And they won't oh, be bro. around three days from now. The stock will be at zero, 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 eight. And you'll be, uh, you know, in the bulletin boards. It's the same day every day here. It's crazy. But we traded Carnival Cruise yesterday and some crazy biotech. Go. Today it'll be WBA and some crazy biotech. Carnival Cruise was phenomenal. I, I'm teaching my son how to trade. And uh, he's just staying focused on the one biotech of the day and usually one or two earnings reports. Yesterday, we did really well on Carnival. We just we didn't catch the short out of the gate because usually I like to buy the gap downs. So once yeah. they puked it out, we just caught the turn around 1440, 1450, rode it back to the 1480. They had the 10 o'clock meeting. It sold off again, broke the VWAP. We got short, and then it got down to that 14 level again. We picked it up again and rode it up for 40 for 50 cents. So again, love these, love these earnings reports. I like when there's only one to focus on. So WBA, we're going to be all over that one today. Uh, probably looking to buy it. You know, again, this market, there's buyers everywhere Working. even though the market now officially is in a bull market it's probably over now the sheep got in but yeah, um, that's the problem yeah the sheep the sheep are just keep coming and these analysts just keep upgrading up and now, yeah. and now they're starting to scramble a little bit and a few of them are putting on sells there because they're like oh oh you know am i too late but, but you're right this, this market sheep are exactly, in but the market's doing exactly what it should be it really hit that resistance and now we're consolidating at this upper level now it's going to be put up or shut up. This is exactly, again, I don't like saying the market's doing what it should, but right now it is, which is scary. Yeah, I agree. I know. Consolidating up here, and now we're going to go into earnings season. And, you know, come July 14th and July 18th, we'll see where we are with the banks, and then we'll get into tech. And I think it's going to be an exciting August. What is the one-minute multi-day VWAP reversal song? That <laughs> it goes for the 10 Little Indians. We can't sing the song right now, but... We'll be singing songs. I want to, Why I, not? I can take a second right now. I want to invite everybody. <laughs> we, when I come on the show, I never show charts. I never show what I'm talking about because we don't have much enough time. Yeah, on July, 8th, 
if July 8th, if anybody's free on Saturday, this is how much of a nerd I am. I get together with my crew and we just crunch charts on a Saturday for a couple hours. If anybody's interested, I'm doing it for free. That's how much I've been loving what I'm doing. I'm showing my son how to trade. This is the most exciting time of my life. My boy's learning this trade. He's learning the VWAP trade. He's just staying very focused. Oh, yeah. And we're just going to cram these charts right down your throat on, on a Saturday afternoon. So if you've ever been looking just for some geeking out on a Saturday yeah. for a couple hours, you know, yeah. just email me, guys. I'm op It's open house. I'm just, you know, I'm just nerding out with my son, showing him the ropes. Because I'm going to Greece. I want to make sure he's got everything ready to go while I'm away. I'm leaving him in charge of the empire while I'm going to Greece. How old is he? 20. 20. Yeah. So, so far, so good. He is learning. Again, he doesn't know about inflation, stagflation. He doesn't know about government policies or if it's a bull market or bear market. He just stays focused on price and VWAP. And that's all the kid knows. And I'm Love telling it. you, he's been doing it for a month and a half now. He's getting it done. He's getting it done. He's making nice. a little bit every day. Nice. And again, hey. He's he's not going to know what long term investing is, and nor do I want him to. Can when you have Edge, do you plan. Need he's it, got right? the succession plan in place here. That's what we all want. Yeah, because long term investing is what destroys me. I mean, I had you know again, everyone's a genius when the market did what it just did from October to yeah, uh, last sure. week. Even sure. I had eight positions that were up. You know where those eight positions are right now? Down. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one of them. Every it is a good one. argument here. This long-term investing versus trading. I will tell you the same exact thing. My trading account is very consistent. Makes money every year, going up. You know, and and, and most months I make money as well. You know, like almost all. But yeah. my investing account, it just like goes up, goes. You know, oh, we're in a bull market. Oh, it's doing really well. I love this investing. Yeah. And then we have like 2020 to like 2022. I hate investing. Then we get like a little bit. Oh, I like investing again. I'm like so torn. And somebody keeps asking. You know, I get people asking, oh. why don't you just stop investing and just trade everything? And yeah. I used to say, well, I didn't do that because I had bright trading. I was trading with prop money. So I basically had, you know, a, 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 a big enough bankroll already. So I was like, oh, I'm making money investing in, making money trading. But now that I'm just running my own trading firm, I'm like, I could just take all my investing money and just put it all trading and probably make more money. So maybe there's an argument there to just when you're watching the market as much as we are, just trade everything. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, opposite it, of Kramer, don't own don't own NVIDIA, you know, or don't yeah. trade trade Apple or own Apple. Don't trade NVIDIA, own NVIDIA. I think I'll go opposite and say, don't own anything. Maybe just trade it all. I could be talked into it. <laughs> hey, it's Kenny, not easy. And especially again. I didn't do well when after the NVIDIA broke out and took the cues up 20 points. I sat there kind of dumbfounded, waiting for an opportunity to short, and I kind of missed the whole thing. And I did get short, and I got smoked on that on those last two days. But then you get five or six days like this where it's just very, very range-bound. You know what you're getting in for. You know what your results should be. And you just take what you can get and you move on. I love these last six or seven days. You give me a CCL in a 50 cent range, dollar range. I'm doing that all day. You give me the cues rolling over and actually following through. Now you can finally make some money on a short. I love these last these last six or seven days. And I, and I loved when the market was going sideways. It's those parabolic bull markets that confuse me, especially because I'm a bear by nature. I'm always looking for the turn and I get myself in trouble because I'm a degenerate. And uh, but when I go back to just trading what I see, it's it just keeps you focused. And again, my focus right now is all about my son. So while I'm training my son, people are getting a different look into what we've been doing. I've been calling it the trading desk. So he's my main trader. And now I'm going to hire two other guys and we're just going to build the desk that I had, you know, back in 1999. And we're just going to all just trade VWAP 
always just stay focused on that one trade, okay. the one we sing songs about. And again, I don't see where the investing comes into play as far as I'm concerned anymore, because I'm just not good at it. You know, again, is, I, I crushed it in Carvana. I gave most yeah. of it back already because I got greedy. Yeah, this I think is such a good, sorry, Mitch. This is such a good topic though. I think trade vids is saying something very important too. Like, uh, and he says, maybe, you know, DDD should just trade investing is, but investing is better for people who can't watch the markets or don't right. have an edge. I think, and we got to talk to two different people. There are people who are just part-time playing with the markets. I think they're, they need to like more look at investing, but for like Kenny and me who are trading the markets and watching and then living it in full time, there's probably an argument to say that, you know, maybe, you know, we should be trading more so than investing where everybody, if you're not full time, if you have a, if you have a job, like a, a real job, right. you know, I think maybe that you've got to stick with the long-term investing. You've got to do different things. But when me and Kenny are looking as much as we are at these markets and this is our full-time job, oh, yeah. there's an argument there to be said that straight it off. Yeah, but Dennis, I think your long-term investing, right, wrong, or indifferent, it gives you like a mindset, you know, uh, for stocks. There. Sure. Yeah, and it it helps uh, it helps shape shape your perspective on a day-to-day -day basis. Looking, you know, you're looking at, at your own portfolio. You're looking at the rotation. You're seeing what's working and what's not working. And also, you know, for you, Dennis, I mean, you know, how, you know, applying the capital, I mean, trading in the pre-markets and after hours, you know, sometimes you have the world's greatest idea and you can get, you know, an odd lot on something. So even if you had, uh, you had more capital, but uh, Kenny, before we let you go, I just, uh, I just wanted to see where you're at on the, uh, on the AI craze and a stock like uh, AI has had a, a real nice move and a pullback. I mean, you've been around, you've seen the internet bubble, you've seen different things, a financial crisis. Where are you at on these AI stocks? And give us a look at C3 AI, a nice pullback from that high, uh, almost near 50 bucks. Yeah, I that one, we were in that thing at, you know, the $11, $12 range and we caught the first move. And then when it got in trouble with the, the quote-unquote fraud allegations, it just became another buy. These are all just trades to me. Again, I've been focusing on what I thought was going to be a real player palantir. You know, that thing finally, if we finally got paid on it, but that was my AI play. That one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You must listen to pre-market prep. That was our AI play too, except I screwed it all up. It got stopped <laughs> out. I almost <laughs> screwed it up, but this, when it hit 17 this time, I was like, you know what? I'm going to cash out this time and wait for the inevitable pullback because this stock always disappoints me. And here it is back at 14, but it's been a great trader. And by the way, this BDDX is going phenomenally crazy right Boy. now. So it's up like 50 cents since you mentioned it. For you weed smokers out there, you always sell something at 420. It's good luck. Remember, if it hits 420, it's <laughs> a little bit. It's the rule. It's tradition here. That's that called tough gone trading, like his shirt says. The baby, 420 rule. <laughs> the AI craze, to me, to me, it that this is that's what caused this last rally. So I'm just waiting for some of the air to come out. But if it doesn't want to come out, again, I'm so individually. By the way, 420, there you go. I'm so individually <laughs> focused on just day, day trading. And again, I'm telling you, man, every stock that I had, I'm talking about the, 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 the I had NNOX, ENVX, CDLX, remember all the X stocks, the Carvana? Oh, you were talking I'm about I'm the, down yeah. on all of them now. Because I went out <laughs> and I got a little crazy. I bought some call spreads, some leaps on some of these names. I got Carvana 30, 50 call spread on. Like, what am I doing? And then I go back to what I do here. And I'm like, oh, I just made $600 in six seconds. I'd rather do that. You know, me and then too. just wait for the Carvana money. Yeah, me too. 
All right. Uh, well, that's, I mean, guys, I see you guys all asking about VWAP out there, trying to learn a little bit more about VWAP. There's only one way. Just Go to hitthebid.com. Hit them yeah, up. Email me. Just email me at, uh, hit this, this, I'm the warlock. The warlock at hitthebid.com. Uh, July, July 8th. You're all welcome. Come in, geek out with us. I'm going to be giving out Danish and uh, double chocolate Milano cookies. So mm, be there. Mm. Pinky's up, baby. It's do fancy. it. You do it, Kenny. And definitely check out the Warlock, guys. If you guys haven't checked out, hit the bid. I'll Thanks throw it up me, in the please. chat one more time. Have a good one, Kenny. Take care, All right, man. Good luck. Be careful. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. All right. I want to just the continue one this more conversation time. on the investing versus trading because it's very important. I want to clarify because we were talking, you know, with Kenny, professional trader, myself, professional trader. And my argument was that professional traders have such an edge in just short-term trading that if you're like undercapitalized, I would say definitely you want to put your investing money in your trading if you're that full time and you're that consistent at it. If you're, you know, capitalized enough, then, you know, that's where you start to do other things. So, I mean, it all depends on your own financial situation. If you're in the markets part time, I think the longer term approach is probably the best way. So if you're in the markets, not full time, you have a real job, you don't, you know, trade for a living like I do then I think investing is the best way. So that's why, you know, we're talking to a big crowd here. Obviously, you know, we get seven to 10,000 people who watch the show on a given day. And I just want to, you know, clarify that. I don't want, you know, this part-time trader that, you know, makes two trades a day to think I got to sell all, I'm just going to trade it all. I think there's all depends on your own situation. And I think if you're not full-time in this business, it's hard to make money. Uh, you know, it's hard to, you know, beat in long-term investing versus trading. If you're yeah. full-time in this business, there's an argument to be said that you know trading can be much more consistent than investing. Yeah, we've all seen the statistics on long-term investing, and so that's what you, I would probably Markets rely tend on. To go higher. Of course, tends to go higher, and if you hold it with compound interest and, and all that outlook, then yeah, uh, you see long-term investing as kind of being the more positive. But I always say just look at your personality, right? I think that that's what matters more. You guys are seeing here what Kenny's and Dennis' personality right? They've been trading for a long time. They know that their personality right now is more toward the short term. You guys see it. It's hard for Dennis to hold for months and months and hard. months because he's a daily trader that trades sometimes positions in minutes, right? And so yeah. with that being said, there's a mentality that goes in there. Um, and I think that more long, find what works for your personality. If your personality is more for that quick type of trade in and out, then that could be your personality. But there is some traders that like to be in longer positions, swing, uh, position sizing into certain positions. And then if you're long-term, of course, a lot of the times you're going to be more not trying to have those quick reactionary decisions. Uh, anything you want to wrap up here with Joel, since Joel, you no, are. No, I just, uh, I wanted to see, I wanted to see what the uh, durable good orders were for May. Yeah. Because, Let's take a look at it. Uh, we did uh, at uh, 8.30, uh, mm -hmm. we got the, Canada inflation rate. That's a very important number. And we got the durable good orders from May at mm -hmm. uh, 830. And that uh, that has incited a bid in the market here. The close has been protected. The close of 70 and a quarter. What a weak close that I mean, it was a weak close, but that closing print, I mean, it, it moved away from it so quick. Dennis, did, uh, there was some big selling balances yesterday from what I saw. Is that kind of what took us off our keister in the last 15 minutes? Did you oh, get the purchase? you're trying to take me back to yesterday, trying to remember. I think so, Joel. I think I did still yeah. remember seeing some selling into the close. Yeah. 
Because usually, so you get all these you know, days; they all get mixed up, and you get them confused. I think there was some selling into the close yesterday, though. Okay. Yeah, like right. SPY really gapped down on the close, if I'm not mistaken. Here, I'm just looking, you know, at the last few minutes. Oh yeah, it was like 432.50, and boom, like down to 431 in the last five minutes. So we definitely had some selling pressure into the close, and you get a little bit of a relief pop here. Is this mm-hmm. anything more than a relief pop? I'm, it's to be determined. And I just think, and people ask me, are you buying AMD or buying B? I'm already long AMD, and I said I would buy more. The one thing I will say is I don't like to catch the falling knife. AMD has continued to go down every single day. What I like to see is the move up, the bottom, the consolidation period, and then starting to hook up. That's when I would strike for more as opposed to just trying to be the hero and saying the trend is broken on AMD. Like maybe not the long-term trend, but the short-term trend is definitely broken. It broke when it went down through 120, and then we said it was probably doing 110. It did. Now it's like at the crossroads. You know, is 107.50, 108, could that be a bottom? It could be. But let's get a consolidation in here and then start to hook up and see what the narrative is here as opposed to just trying to say, oh, yeah, it's going to turn immediately. You know, and an upgrade can change things. Narratives can change. But again, when, you know, I'm looking here at just chart patterns and I'm not a big chartist, but, you know, I'm seeing the uptrend, the pullback, the consolidation, and then starting to show some life again. That's where I like to strike. This hasn't shown me any life since it's Two lows. 107.46, that's uh, two lows in the same area. And also what I had been talking about uh, when this thing was floating up between 120 and 130 was like, would we fill the gap? Would well, we, we fill the gap there? And we did. That was at 108.91. And then, but look, you know, look how many days it put in lows right in the same area. You have uh, two days of a low now. So this is it's not looking bad here uh, as far as uh, a possible setup. Uh, you know, to, like I said, two lows. Um, in the same area, not bad for AMD. All right, let's go through some ratings here and uh, look out for some ratings, of course, that are coming in here as we've been getting recently some downgrades to start coming in. First one that we're going to talk about is Bernstein's downgrade on Alphabet to market perform and announcing a 125 price target. So if you're wondering why Google's down, that's definitely playing an effect this morning. They're I tweeted this out last Google. night. I was surprised it wasn't selling off last night. It was out mm-hmm. there. It was on the street, you know, and I tweeted it out last night that it was downgraded and it was like just trading flat. I was like, I don't know why it's not trading down, but anyway, it's trading down here now. Um, they also downgrade Alibaba. Difference is these ADRs when they, you know, U.S. firms are downgrading, upgrading ADRs. They don't have as much impact here. So Google's down. Google's broken trend. Yep. Again, you know, do, you know, do I like to rebuy my Google? Yeah. Do I think it's got a shot to go back to 110? Yeah, um, I want to see, you know, it's kind of breaking trends. So I want to see some consolidation and then start to show some life. So I'm waiting, you know, uh, un- until we start to see that before just jumping in on all these, you know, on all these tech stocks that have pulled back. Uh, next technical level on the downside here, 116.83. That was your May 16th low. Uh, man, I guess I could give you a, um, oh, that, that's a good area. I even like that. I'll go from a, a two star at 1683 to a three star at 1660. Uh, that represents that splits the lows from May 15th and 16th. So got a few lows in the same area for Google. Did we did talk about the importance of holding that 120 level? It did give way uh, later in the day, uh, settling at 119.09, just off the low of the session. So at one point, and I looked at this when uh, at the closing print. I mean, Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Nvidia, 
and Tesla were all down like between a half a percent and uh, the Tesla was down even more. It was down close to five or six percent. And the spoos were trying to go unchanged. And this was like in the last 15 minutes. And then when they really got a whiff of some of those selling balances, they took it down. But uh, a little bit of loss of leadership uh, on the mega cap tech. But we don't mind that as long as other stocks are picking up the slack. We'll see if Google does fill that down gap. Um, looking to see if maybe it gets into that gap space. There is an upgrade today in Goldman Sachs upgrading Kellogg's to buy and raising the price target to 83. Is this the type of stock to look on a what turn the hell? like we're getting? Is that for real? 83? Where are they getting that? I mean, hey. What? Well, I'd like to, I got to read that note. That sounds crazy. <laughs> Kell Kellogg's 83. These things don't move that much. That's a huge price target for this. I mean, in the last yeah. year, it's moved 10 bucks. Confirmed. So, I mean, these don't, this isn't like an AI. They think they're going to get an AI or something? <laughs> for a second there, you even maybe recheck there, Dennis. But yeah, 83. That's a crazy price target. I can't believe that. I, I, I almost got to go read that note. Maybe I will today. Um, that's why I got, I mean, that's a big lift, right? In yeah, up, a buck Kellogg's. 83 on an upgrade for Kellogg's is an absolutely huge move. It's a big PT. It's Goldman Sachs. They carry, you know, big weight. P is 27 on this thing. Like, I'm going to just take the opposite side. It's trading with a P of 27, which is above a market multiple. These staples often trade that. 3.5% dividend, which is way under the treasury yield. I'm just thinking, why? Why do I want they to They had it at 78, just to kind of mention the prior. I, I, I'm I not a fan at all. I think this is a sell. Uh, it, it's going to get some talk boy. today, though, so it could go up higher. I think there's room to 68. Just my opinion. Flakes, not telling anybody to sell this. I'm just saying my opinion is I don't want to own stocks, staples, 3.5% dividend at 27 times earnings in a 5% treasury environment. No, thank you. Opening right into a, a pair of highs. Call. I think it's a terrible call. Opening into an exact pair of highs uh, going back uh, earlier in the month, 67.45 and 67.30. So if you are chasing this buying this off the open you want to see a 6750 bid with size early in the session uh and maybe get a look dennis it's poked its head uh 68 would be uh the next level there but it's i mean this is probably already over its average daily trading range so be careful it's on a the big open. call it's yeah. gonna get some cnbc talk i'm sure so that yeah, could drive gold. it to maybe 68 but i just don't see a path to 83 unless they're getting an ai serial i just don't see it um i just want to bring that so somebody said the p is only 15 um i just grabbed it off the i was just grabbing off the pro what's the forward so again most of these staples trade 23 24 times earnings which is why i don't like to own them yeah i, have I got 16. it i got the forward p is only 16 it's 27 I don't know. Maybe there's some growth coming from somewhere here. I don't that I don't know about. But typically, these things always trade in the twenties. Why well, I don't like the sixteen uh, is not bad. I mean, if it is sixteen, it's not bad, I guess. But I still don't want to own staples. All right, last outlook. When treasuries on go back the... down to one percent, I'll want to own staples. Okay. Last outlook on the ES. What are we seeing, Joel? I mean, we're up six and a quarter. Uh, we've had more losing streaks than winning streaks as of late. One hundred and twenty. Uh, handle move off the high. I mean, it's one of those days. I think you just you hold in here. Uh, we've never seen the closing print of 17 and a quarter pre market lows above that. That seems to be defended right now. Um, 
above 4387.75. Let's see if, if people are selling in the strength today. That's what happened yesterday. If you're just going on uh, daily numbers, yesterday's high is up at, at 44.03. I think you would need, you know, uh, a, you know, a big rally to get there. And on the downside, yesterday's low, 68.50. Uh, below that, I have nothing for 20 handles. But so far, it's turnaround Tuesday unless you're in uh, Walgreens or uh, CVS. So going to wrap things up for the so day. Pretty weak, pretty weak turnaround Tuesday, I'll say I that I would much. say so, too. So, Dennis, go get that hard hat on. Go finish up that shed so you can start your vacation. I got trees to cut to this. So they're on the ground, but my buddy got them on the ground for me. But I got to go chop we, them up. We're having so a big saw coming out. Uh, what what's the bonfire? When's the bonfire? Joel and I are coming. Burn ban. Yeah. We're burn ban. Oh, burn ban in Ontario. Oh yeah, the fires, back eh? forest fires. Oh yeah, burn ban. I, all my stuff's sitting there ready to rock, but we got the burn ban on. Right? So. I, I like smoke was even on the weekend man. again. It's forest like fires don't go away. Man. There's like 500 of them. Or something. Guys, only you can save the forest, guys. Save only it. you can prevent forest fires. Burn ban. <laughs> All right, um, so uh, just kind of wrap it up here. I'm going to wrap it up really quickly with Dennis. Uh, Dennis, I wanted to get your opinion on what position I took yesterday. What do you think about HD, Home Depot? I took this one yesterday at 303.88. I like Starting it. to come back up. Um, we, you, we talked about this, Mitch. You know, yeah. and you're correct. We had a discussion on this show about a week ago, and we talked about the consolidation around 300. We talked about how the home builders find on all the sellers. We talked about you know projects that have been put on hold that are starting to get put you know because lumber prices have come down substantially. Yeah. So I mean, I kind of like Home Depot. I think it's breaking out. I think the breakout's real. So I'm with you, man. All right, that's not looking too bad. I'll, I'll go to a little bit more of a. Uh, I, I don't know how to say this one, but I'm going for short on Starbucks. <laughs> I And I'm with Money Mitch. We are on the same page too much here. I hate Starbucks. $5 coffee. But I've hated Starbucks since it was like 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, now 100 So I got there was one. But... You don't want to follow anything I say on Starbucks, I don't think, because I've been dead wrong. But that looks head and shouldery. It looks yeah, like it's ready man. to fall off a cliff. And if the economy starts to slow down, the first thing that's thrown out is $5 coffees or $6 coffees probably now. Yeah, and, and my thing is it's come below 100 multiple times, then came right back above it, and then now getting smacked. And so that's like the usual little kind of little bounce off the, the you know, the logical mental l level of 100. And then now using that as resistance, I at least know my out. If it gets back above 100, I'll get out. But if it can Not flush through that 98, 97, oh, I'll be looking good at Starbucks. We'll see what happens there. And then overall, I think you and I have been looking at oil a little bit on both sides. So I'd love to take your outlook on it now, like let's say on an Exxon Mobil chart. Let's take a look. Um, and, and how do you think about these oil names? Because I, I'm still shorting them, full disclosure. I still have Exxon Mobil and Chevron yeah. short. I, I'd actually um, buy oil stocks. But I like here. to see how you like it, right? I, I like oil I like, stocks. I, always I like oil stocks side. here. I'm a contrarian at heart. So okay. I think there's value here. I think it's beat up. I think if the economy starts to turn, and if we do eventually get into this market where they're starting to go value over growth, which we are seeing pockets of that now, oil strength will continue. I actually think oil might have bottomed yesterday on some of these oil right. stocks. So I'm long PXD. I'm long Oxy. I'm I'm looking. I could buy some more. I don't have a lot of oil exposure, so I probably should increase my oil oil stock exposure here, especially if we think we're not going into recession. So um, I kind of like oil stocks here. All right. Well, the, you guys got last comments here from Dennis Dick. Like always, you guys can keep up with him. Triple D Trader. Check him out. Check out the trees falling down. Whatever you want to see. 
My man, Dennis doesn't hold back. Have a good one, Dennis. We'll see you see tomorrow. Guys. And uh, maybe Lions this year. Who knows? Ha. <laughs> All right, guys, going to wrap it up here on pre-market prep, bring you over to live trading. And you guys in the chat that were talking about VWAP or didn't know what VWAP was, it's volume-weighted average price. How is it calculated? Come over to live trading to find out. I know exactly how it's calculated. It's one of my favorite things to have on a chart. I don't think I trade without having the VWAP on the chart. Of course, you guys can come and check and learn from all this on live trading. That's coming up next. The Don't Go Anywhere team. Check it out. I, I'm i telling you guys, I trade off of it all the time. Traded off of it yesterday. Come check it out, guys. We'll see you guys on live trading. That's coming up now. We got Lord, Ryan, Zunaid, and I. We'll see if we can get into the green. And of course, we got the book club tonight. Book club. Don't want to miss it, guys. I want you guys to get in there. We're going to start a new book. So I'm going to probably just do the first chapter tonight just to get it started and to get us into the book. But you guys out there, check out the book club. That's tonight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. It's only about 30 minutes. So if you want to start learning, it's just once a week, guys. This is where we go into books and really talk about them. Look at real-life examples. Try to match the book knowledge with actual knowledge in the markets right now as we speak. There's been multiple times where we've called out things from the books that have happened just the very next week. The IWM move, that was such a pretty one that we talked about. Supporting line there, supporting trend line on the bottom side, eventually ripping through there, gave us that really nice outlook. We talked about this. You guys can see that created on May 28th. That's when we were talking about it in the book club. So come on over, guys. Come learn with us. That's one of my favorite things and really a way that I'm being able to give back to you guys. Now to get you guys over to live trading, smash it up. You guys know exactly where you're at. Benzinga to get you ready for the market. And of course, get you through all the ups and downs of the markets. Now to get you to live trading and see what strategy we can come up with today.